0: This is A Story of Sorts, the podcast mostly about bookish stuff. Hello everyone, Karina here again. On this third episode, I talk with Esme the Hare. Esme is a writer and the host of Bored to Death Book Club. I have asked Esme about her love for books, her writing, and how to start and manage a book club, both in person and online. Have a listen. Uh, I don't know, I never know how to start this. <laughs> <laughs> Esme, thank you for coming to the podcast. Esme is the host of Board uh, to Death Book Club, and Board to Death Book Club was actually the first book club I've been a part of. And although we never really talked about how a book club works, it helped me a lot um, in going forward to create other book clubs with friends and uh, with boss and neon. So I decided to invite you to, um, so that you can also explain to people if they want to start a book club, how they can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Before we get into that, I'd like to ask you some um, personal questions uh, so people can get to know you. Yes. So, you're a writer. What do you write? Yeah, Uh,
1: I write mostly genre fiction. I am a big fan of fantasy and lately I've been discovering horror as well, so it's been uh, really fun to to experiment with those things. I've been writing a bunch of short stories the, the past year. And I am still re-editing a novel, because that uh, takes forever. But yeah, Mm -hmm. mostly uh, (laughs) genre fiction now, yeah.
0: And do you also... are you also writing horror or do you write...?
1: I am starting to experiment with horror. I think that the novel I'm working on might be a little bit more towards the horror than the fantasy side. I've always liked fantasy, but then more like the darker side of fantasy. So not, you know, knights, elves going on adventures with more you go through a portal, you're in a different world, and things are not as they should be, or things are probably scarier, not always nice and yet, like, so it's more that side. So it's like dark fantasy kind of thing, yeah.
0: Urban fantasy as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, urban fantasy, dark fantasy, it's just too many genres, all kind of the same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah because I, it's funny because people usually ask, Do you like science fiction and fantasy? And my first instinct, I don't know about you, but is to say no. (laughs) Because when people talk science fiction, it's very technological and scientific and I don't like that. But then you have kindred. Yeah. And it's it's like it's great. And then fantasy you have like Stories with ghosts and so on, and it's really great. But again, like the elves, I also don't. Uh...
1: No, like I'm not a fan of really high fantasy. I think it's really impressive always when people can create entire worlds. But I like more the just the weirder stuff, like um, Jeff Vandermeer, Annihilation, just kind of the looking into the strangeness of fantasy instead of really creating entire worlds. Yeah.
0: And do you remember when you started reading? Uh,
1: I started reading at a really young age my family always had books we had always a house filled with books and my dad always took me and my two sisters to the library every Saturday so I think we all just started reading as soon as we could we learned to read and then we always just had books and we liked reading, we spend our time reading, so that was really just, uh, I think, as early as we could. Yeah. So you
0: don't have like this idea of when you became a reader because you've always No, been yeah, I, I was
1: <laughs> thinking that and I was like, I really don't remember the moment where it started. I just, I remember that as soon as we learned how to read, I was already reading and we were just continuously reading, yeah.
0: And uh, do you, um, did you have a favorite book as a child or as a teenager or even both? Um,
1: I had not maybe a favorite book but a favorite author or a favorite group of authors and I think for Dutch kids or Dutch people my age growing up we all had the same author and it was Paul van Loon and have you ever heard of him yeah yeah <laughs> is, he was just the the coolest author and I loved all his books and all the books made in that which was just kind of the spooky horror thing again which I grew up with um i loved those books i just i was a really a really big fan of them and then after of course harry potter because that was also for everybody so it's, those were the, the big things yeah
0: it's curious because i saw someone also sharing someone i follow on instagram also sharing a picture that they took with him yeah big and even though he's like a children's author she still yeah was a big fan of him. yeah it was
1: he was just such a big influence i think on many uh, writers being interested in in fantasy because there was not a lot of scary stuff out there for kids, but you wanted to get scared anyways because that was a really fun fun thing to to get into. And you read about vampires and werewolves and all kinds of weird stuff, and and just we all thought he maybe was a vampire, so it was just the <laughs> coolest thing because he always wore sunglasses inside and he just pretended to maybe be a vampire, so he just had a whole thing going on that I see how. Even if I would meet him now, I would also be a little starstruck. Still, uh, yeah, definitely.
0: And did did you remember? Like maybe at school, I think everybody, uh, independent of the country where they're in, has like the um, keep a fell. I do you say that. Oh yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. Goosebumps. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I read those a little bit as well. Um, but uh, Errol Stein had a different series, and it was called in Dutch "The Last Class," mm-hmm. which was just a really gory horror story about a class where everybody was constantly dying in yeah. a really weird way it was not for children i think although it was marketed to children but that was that was more my thing so up, uh, Goosebumps are scary a,
0: it was more serious then and, and not as nice as uh,
1: yeah and i think that goosebumps. goosebumps was sometimes a little too scary because they had like scary Things with dolls that came alive, and that yeah. was just a big no-no for me. So I, I skipped those, and I went to at least these are murders, and I can understand that a little better than things that are alive that shouldn't be
0: less less likely to happen as well. That yeah. someone's gonna murder than your doll. Yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, now to the book club. Um, how long has Board to Death book club been going on? We've been going for seven years. Seven years, now? Seven years, yeah. September, I
1: think it was seven years. So it's wow. been quite a while already. Yeah, it's a
0: long time. Yeah, idea. and um, you started it with uh, with your sister Charlotte, yeah. uh, Charlotte, right? Yeah. And what made you want like start the club and who came up with the idea and how did you make it happen?
1: Yeah, it was um, we were both done with school around the same time. I think I was done a little bit before she was, um, I was, there was 2013. I was looking for a job in the cultural section, which was impossible at that time. So we were like, this is impossible. Uh, we both liked to read a lot. We were reading a lot more and we were kind of looking for something fun to do in the city in Rotterdam, and they had nothing. There was, like, maybe one or two events that were literary events. No book clubs? Either. No book clubs. Oh, wow. Nothing yet. And maybe, maybe, like, some of the bookshops had book clubs, but they were really exclusive, and you couldn't oh. just join. So it was really... Um, Literature in Rotterdam was really sort of a highfalutin, we have to be really really elitist about it.
0: Okay, but even in 2013? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, and it changed really quickly after that, so that was okay. really nice. But um, we were so sick of that, and we went to London on vacation, because we, uh, we always go there for books. So like book vacation, we go to London. And we went to a bar, and they had an evening called Book Club. And a bunch of authors were there and they just read from their books. And it was in this weird basement. It was the coolest thing that we were at. We were like, this is really cool. We should do something with this. Um, and we, we were also just constantly like, oh, you should read this book. You should read that book. And then we were not reading the same books, but we did want to talk about it and we had no one else to talk about it so we're like okay we're just going to start a book club mm-hmm. we know a bunch of people who probably want to join and we're just going to see how it goes okay
0: yeah. and you then just talked with uh
1: with friends and stuff and well we, we thought we were going to just start with friends and we made like a pretty big deal out of it with like a whole party a little family amour. it was their first year and it was also our first year so we sort of did a joint program together where we did some literary
0: events during the
1: day and they did their movies at the night and
0: that's the, sorry, that's the cinema. The because cinema. I, oh, sorry, I don't know
1: the... Yeah, the... yeah Wolf & Monomore is a, a cinema event. They yeah. uh, they show movies. They're an outdoor cinema event. And they started the same year we did. Um, and they just did a really cool thing where um, at night you can just sit outside. And that was at the Hofbogen back then still. On the roof of an old metro station. Wow. And you can just watch movies. It was really fun. So Yeah, cool. yeah. Wow. so that's where we started. And soon, instead of maybe the six people we thought... We had over 25 people for our wow. first book club.
0: Yeah. How was it? Like, did you have to separate into groups? Or yeah. Or kind of just choose only to make <laughs> 15 first, or in something yeah, like that? Yeah, we had to
1: actually uh, cancel some people because there were more people who still wanted to join. And we were like, okay, we we're have to.
0: canceling people in 2013 already. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, so we really have to be like, okay, twenty five people is the maximum we're gonna do. Uh, and back then, we still split up in a group uh, for Dutch and a group for English. Okay. So okay. my sister Charlotte, she did the group in English uh, in Dutch, and I did the group in English because we were had, we had some people who found it a little difficult to do the book yeah. club in English. But the idea to read English books was already there from the start.
0: Um, you were, Because now it's, you always read uh, in English unless there's also the option to read the same book in Dutch, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the book club is more international now, it's more like yeah. geared towards uh, English books, But the, so it started with both. Yeah, like and we did read the
1: same book, so we always yeah. read the same book and the book was always in English, but we discussed it in two languages. And uh, we really met, went from doing the, the two separate groups to just one group in English just gotta deal with it it's good for you to so learn a different language ah, so it was the
0: discussion and not so much the book the books yeah, were the same yeah oh, the books were the same that's yeah. a really cool idea though that's yeah uh, to be able to uh, like when um when there was a Hoggle house the bird cottage it yeah. was so cool that some people could read it in that as well yeah and uh, it was nice it was a really nice book actually yeah it was uh, it was good to be able to see that i could read something in that so i'm really grateful for that because now i <laughs> read all our other books as well they really nice yes um, that's cool um and why did you choose? No, another question before that. Did you do it online already? Like, did you? How did you dealt with how many people were coming and, and passing on the information, etc. Uh,
1: we did everything just with email, so it it was a little bit of a, a newsletter, or no, no newsletter, just just actually. Every single email I <laughs> I answered, so it was a lot of work. still. Uh, things have gone a little easier right now, but it was just you had to email us, and if you wanted to join, um, I send you the the information on the book club. And we even back then did that we ordered all the books for you, and you could buy them from us. We wow. stopped doing that pretty quickly because that became a big hassle with people not actually showing up and not yeah, and getting you, the books. You get
0: the book there, and you yeah. can buy to buy them. Yeah. Wow. It because I'm kind of trying to think about how to you know do this without being online how do people know yeah where to show up when to show up who's going to show up it can't be uh see because now with the newsletters you just send to everyone at the same time yeah the newsletters are really
1: a good help but we we mostly we started with facebook and facebook is just really easy you just make an event and you just say it is here at this time just show up
0: and people would. Yeah,
1: fortunately they did. Yes. When did you
0: when did you meet up back then?
1: Uh, we uh, used to meet up, uh, we started Loft der Zoetheid. At where? Uh, it's yeah, it's um at Rotterdam Noord, it's the yeah. Svaans Halls. It's a really, really nice um, shop that that um, makes a lot of cool big goods and they do a really nice high tea. Uh, and then it's called Loft der Zoetheid. It's, it's just a really nice place. We started out there in the evenings. They were closed always in the evening. So they opened for us specifically. Ooh. So we had, it was it, the luxurious position of having a complete restaurant or small restaurant for ourselves.
0: Um, no, no, and we also got noise. free snacks, so it was wow. it was the best.
1: It couldn't last forever, but it was great.
0: Because I thought that maybe the shop had opened in the sense, oh, maybe we'll sell some things. Well, it's Drinks. open in the aisle. Ah, Drinks, okay, okay, yeah. We,
1: we we are still <laughs> a book club with a lot of drinking sometimes. So we, especially back then, still there was a lot of beer going on. Okay, yeah.
0: wow, that's cool. It Kind of helps also the because with the Cap San Maria, which was the where we yeah. were meeting, it was uh, the only problem was that it was a bit noisy because yes. we were so many as well. Yeah. Uh, and even upstairs it was a bit noisy, but uh, it was a really nice place. I thought it was yeah. we had like that little room for uh, for the book club, and it, it was cool. But um, but yeah, it's too, uh, noisy. too noisy. Yeah, definitely. But then the yeah the writers' guide opened up their. Uh, their space uh, as well for the oh no we should have guess. been right yeah it was just uh, but did we ever we didn't we never met uh, at, up there for the book club I no think, right? not, not yet was i it... had
1: been in talks with Silvana about it to see and what then... we could do but then corona, corona
0: happened
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then nothing
0: unfortunately oh and um why did you decide like, decide to call it war to death Book club, such yeah. a cool name, <laughs> and the logo as well. I don't know who came up with the logo. You can answer that as well. Uh, it's so cool. It was kind of difficult. We were having such a difficulty
1: with naming it, um, and at that time there was a TV show called *Bored to Death*, uh, which is about uh, a writer who uh, can't publish his book or he's like just kind of stuck with writing, so he becomes a detective. It's, wow. it's, it's a really funny show and it's kind of dumb but my sister and I both really really liked it so we are like we're just gonna steal that name <laughs> the creator of the of the um, of the show knows it so he, he, he oh, doesn't he mind yeah we, wow. we, we we didn't ask him for permission which maybe we should have but uh, we, we did tweet with him later on because we read one of his books for the book club as well because wow. we thought that would be a really fun thing to do
0: which one was that? Um, do you remember? I can't remember the
1: title okay. no no it's just the, the author is Jonathan Ames yeah. And it is one of his books. I don't remember the name. We'll
0: search it out after and I'll leave it at the end. Great. Notes. Thanks. Yeah.
1: So that's that's how we got the name. Uh, and the logo is created by Robin Stom, who is a friend of uh, my sister, who is a graphic designer. So he makes really cool art and he also made our logo. Yeah,
0: yeah. because you also have uh, the book marks and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah, he made everything.
1: Amazing. So we're always very, uh, very grateful for uh, him to help us with all our cool design and logos. Yeah. Super
0: nice. And uh, is there a a genre that works better in the book club? Like fiction, nonfiction or any other genre within that?
1: We haven't done nonfiction yet. So that is still a thing that I'm like, I'm not sure we could do that. That is kind of difficult. Um, But I think what works best is really just um, like really literary, but also kind of Easy to read, so n- novels more
0: contemporary as well. Then? Yeah, and, and okay, and yeah. not very very literary. Yeah, and
1: I think classics are are a great um, thing to do because they always attract a lot of people. Like yes. classics are always like those book clubs are always full.
0: People recognize them. As yeah, well, so. and they're
1: like, oh, I should really read that. All well, this gives me a good incentive to read these books. Um, but I think that a lot of contemporary novels that are just like, maybe they have a cool idea, or maybe they have uh, some cultural criticism, those usually get the best discussions.
0: Because yeah. I, I kind of feel, yeah, I, I, I mean, I have this thing against, not against classics, it's just, for me, it's harder to read. Yeah. But yeah, kind of. I also have the feeling that when you get more into literature, it take. I think it's just because it also takes longer, because you have like a month to read, more or less, right? Yeah. You you, you get to know the book, and you have a month until um, you end it. And I think everybody wants to finish the book before going to the to the session, the book uh, club. So uh, I think that pressure also may not help very much. So when it's easier to read, you can just read any. Definitely, <laughs> like definitely
1: choose books that are short, not not over <laughs> yes. 400 pages, no, like...
0: No, no Hilary Mantel. No. no, no,
1: and if we do, we always have two months for it, like once we did, um, we read Charles Dickens, we read yeah. um, A Tale of Two Cities, yeah. we had two months to read it, I think maybe five people showed up that had actually read it, and two people finished it, it was the <laughs> worst, it was just, that was not a good book for, uh, for the book club. I,
0: yeah, I can... I can... I can recognize that <laughs> would be like especially because then there's the opposite. If you have a long time to read the book, you're like, ah, I have time. Yes. And then, then it's like, oh no, I have a week actually now. I know.
1: I I I don't do it so much anymore. When I used to do it, always two weeks before the book club, I I'm I did a sort of a reminder on any of my social medias to be like, hey guys, book club. Make sure you're gonna read it. Make sure you're gonna be on time it's not been necessary that much anymore lately but I used to really do that because I noticed people just start reading maybe a couple days before and they were like oh I haven't finished it again so the reminder definitely helped yeah and do,
0: do you feel that that stops people a lot from yeah. coming to the book club not finishing them or
1: no not really actually I think a lot of people still if they don't mind spoilers and yeah. most people are kind of fine with that now I noticed they just show up anyways they just think it's fun to especially when we did the book club still at Caps Maria yeah. it was just oh, also yeah. a nice time to hang out and to talk about other stuff so people didn't mind as much just
0: go out and uh, let others talk
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: and do you do you feel like a lot of uh, difference between the book club now and when you started it besides the dutch and english Uh, groups and stuff
1: i think um you can tell that the discussions become sometimes a little bit more um based on themes like we have a bunch of people at the book club who have been there from almost the start And you can really tell that those people kind of progress in how we talk about books. So I noticed it for myself as well that I think about the literature differently than I did at the start, Uh, and it really helps with thinking of what questions to ask and how to talk about it to get an actual good discussion. So that is actually really nice. I it, think that helps, Sam. Yeah.
0: And it has some, it has to do as well with social justice, with people being more aware of the theme. Definitely. In the books, rather than just reading the book for the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that you really, uh, see a much more political discussion happening at every book club and not always, it's not like, uh, angry, just that people are more aware of reading books, especially books that are written a couple of years ago, that you're kind of like, ah, oh, this, this feels a little weird, and I wouldn't really work anymore right now, and, and you just look at it in a very different way. So I think that that helps with uh, a different discussion, yeah. Okay,
0: um, and uh, now what do you, this is maybe a, a question that's a bit hard to reply. <laughs> but what do you enjoy the most, and what do you enjoy less, of or that it's more challenging to, to deal with?
1: Uh, I think what I like the most is uh, my favorite thing about the book club is when I read a book and I'm kind of like, I don't really have that many ideas about it. And then when we talk about it with each other, I'm like, oh man, I appreciate this book a lot more now. Like, I really like that talking about a book helps me remember it a lot better. Um, And also just it really gives me different appreciation for what I'm reading. So I really like hearing different people and their ideas about the same book and then the discussion. That's just like really... Really valuable instead of just what happens a lot. You read a book, you put it away, and you never think about it again. So that's really my favorite thing. Um, my least favorite thing is kind of all the organizing sometimes around the book club, especially um, people saying they're going to show up and then not showing up. And then it's just, it's always a gamble, but sometimes you're just left with maybe two or three people while you had four, 14 people saying, I'm going to show up. So those things are just not always nice, but that's part of organizing anything. Because yeah. you also
0: try, like, when there's a waiting list, you also try to on the day say, "Oh, there's an opening now." Exactly. But if people don't tell you anything until you're there, yeah, that's more challenging to. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's frustrating when people just really don't show up, or you just don't hear anything from them anymore. And I'm like, it's 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 fine that you don't want to show up. Like, I don't that I don't mind no, yeah. that. It's just annoying if if you do expect other people. Um, and I have had one book club where we were just really with three people, which was a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, okay, well, this is uncomfortable. Luckily, it was someone I knew really well. So it wasn't so bad. But it was me, my sister, and then one of the book lovers. And if it's someone who's new, who's never been there before, it's a really awkward position. Yeah, so it doesn't happen often. But those are kind of annoying things.
0: And uh, now that you talk about, you like, talked about questions. Do you usually prepare questions for the book clubs? Because like most, most of the other like the other book clubs that I'm part of of now, um, we don't do questions per se. Yeah. People just kind of talk. So what do you do? Um,
1: I always prepare it a little bit. I make sure that I read about it. That I do think of some questions to ask. And depending on how the conversation goes, I ask them or I don't. If it's just a really nice, long conversation and I don't really need to interfere, then it's fine. And so um, it's
0: basically fillers, like if it's too quiet. It's yeah,
1: if you notice people are not saying a lot or they're just kind of like unsure what to, what to talk about, then I'll throw in a question and I'll be like, well, what do you guys think about this? That's usually how I prepare. But they're really for backup, not so much to really take off the questions. Because
0: yeah. I've seen, like, at the end of books especially, like, questions for the book club. Yeah. And it's, like, a whole list. Yeah. And I kind of wonder how it works when you... I don't know if you've ever been in a book club where they actually really do that, where they go through the questions with people. No, I've never done that. No. Because no. it's a, I, I always ask myself about it, like, do people really go through the, the whole whole uh, list of questions and they lead a book club like that because it kind of feels maybe it works better I don't know but it kind of feels like it's stopping people a little bit from just saying what they think without any influence because the questions are going to influence your replies and make you think about other things
1: yeah I think um, the nice thing of having a book club is also just hearing people talk and having them talk about the thing they want to talk about and as a host, you do sometimes need to steer the conversation a specific way, especially if someone is talking for a long time or no one's responding to it.
0: Um, someone not talking enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or someone's like
1: really trying to get in, but not, doesn't really know how to start talking. Uh, but I really like to not stare too much, just to see where it goes. Because, you know, if people want to talk about the thing they want to talk about, it, not specifically about my ideas. And yeah. I really don't see it as the book club where I want to ask you questions it's more the book club where we all get to talk about the thing and we find interesting yeah
0: that's nice you you also have shut up and write which for those who do not know it is basically people come together to shut up and write it's just so (laughs) So obvious but so nice it's a a great name as well um how did you uh, same question with book club how did you come up with it and yeah. Why did you decide to do it?
1: Uh, when we started the book club, we were a little bit more ambitious than what we are doing now. We had the idea of doing many events and many things. And we did definitely some more events um, in the past years. So we did a lot. Uh, Shut Up and Ride was one of the first things we came up with. And it is an event from New York where uh, in New York, a lot of people already did this. They were just like, oh, we're just gonna write together. And then I found someone in Amsterdam who did the same thing. So I went to meet that person and uh, I joined the Shut Up and Write in Amsterdam for once. And I talked to him, I was like, I wanna do it in Rotterdam as well. He's like, fine, just mention me and I'm happy with it. Uh, So I kind of stole the idea.
0: No, but that <laughs> it's, it's not really, because they stole it from New York. Exactly. So so started? it's started? Nobody knows that. It started somewhere,
1: and now we're all doing it. <laughs> and it's really nice, because in Rotterdam, there's more people doing the same thing. Uh, on Meetup, you can find more Shut Up and Write yeah, sessions.
0: Yeah, I found a few. Uh... Yeah, they've never,
1: they've never talked to me yet, so I don't know who they are, but I think it's really fun, and it's happening a lot. And uh, you saw it pop up everywhere in the Netherlands after that as well. So it was really fun. Yeah, I have the
0: app. I mean, I deleted it because the corona was just yeah. taking time. Uh, space on my phone, but I had the app, and sometimes I see that I was like, what Th- this was not the date." This is not but the right. Should this have been is right. not the right. So what <laughs> talking about? And then I see the whole stars like, "Oh, okay, it's something." It's really someone else, different. yeah. But oh, okay, so you decided, but was it also for yourself because you knew you wanted to do this? And then did you know other people were interested in the same in writing? Um, Together. I had some thing. people,
1: like my friends were writers also, so that was easy and I often got them to just join and then we were writing. Uh, same thing, sometimes it happened that maybe one or two people showed up to the Shut Up and Write, so it's it's always a, uh, difficult with that one. Um, but I know a lot of people show up who I've never met before and sometimes they come for a cycle and then they're there for a couple weeks. That i never see them again sometimes people come for one day and then i never see them again um, but it has always been an event that people seem to really appreciate so i've been doing it almost from the start i stopped for a little while so how long as well also I, I, we started uh, like immediately so seven years uh, i think we stopped doing it for a year and now with corona i've really stopped doing it because online i find it a little bit more difficult uh, but i hope we can get back to it soon again yeah. and
0: um do you like did you feel like most people just want they really want just a place to get out of the house and to be able to be in a place where others in a sense are going to hold them accountable unless they leave <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> that off. yeah and if they leave it's a bit like oh okay are you going right? already <laughs> so, yes nobody's judging of course well but there's the pressure on top of you right
1: yeah but it's and it's also really that communal feeling of oh everybody's working and you notice people get really in the flow of just being around other people being creative and it really works for yourself to just allow allow yourself to give that time to really just it's it is only one hour and i think yeah. that's also why i like it so much it is just one hour that i'm asking of you or that you're asking of yourself to really focus and everything else around like do whatever um you don't have to write for six hours at the time just one hour and you can actually do a lot more work in that hour than you think you can
0: i like the ones i've been in they go so fast they're oh, yeah they are like It's things that, it's a funny thing because now I have like, I even put the desk at home to kind of try and and do some writing. But I always have the feeling that after a while the desk stops working as Mm -hmm. well as it did in the beginning. And with those meetings, sometimes it took me months to, okay, I have this idea that I want to develop and it's been sitting for months without me touching it. Because I don't get home from work and I sit on the computer. Most of the times I just don't do anything else on the computer. And then I would go to one of those meetings and something that took me almost three months to write would be done in that hour. All I needed to do was the editing. Yeah. Because most of it, I was writing articles, yeah. which don't have to be too long. And it's just amazing how good it works. And then suddenly you were like, okay, the hour is finished. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> the hour is finished? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. It's yeah. just...
1: That's right. it works really well. It's really just a focus. And especially if you're putting off doing something, it's just perfect for that. Yeah.
0: I, I, I work on the deadline. So it's like I have three yes. months to write for articles. And I read them all in the last week of the month. So <laughs> that's, that was really good. Especially when like I had the deadline. Like now I have to go. Yes. But how different was it to turn those meetings, both the book club and... Shut Up and Write into online events. And I mean, I guess in a, in a sense, it kind of speaks for itself that port to Death is still going. Yeah. And the Shut Up yeah. and Write has stopped. But
1: Yeah, I think the Shut Up and Write, you notice that uh, people don't... I I, I noticed there was less interest in writing online. Um, the We worked together with the Writer's Guide to the Galaxy and they're doing the Night Shift, which is a longer session online. And that still worked out pretty well. But for the Shut Up and Write... I noticed people were kind of done with looking at their screens and being on there and you're not really interacting. So it just, you kind of lose that yep. communal feeling that you have when you're just sitting together in silence and you hear all the typing.
0: I, I was, I took part of one. Yeah. And yeah. I also felt like at some point, I was kind of cheating because I was like, oh, I'm home, right? Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, I'm not as concentrated. I'm not as focused yeah. on this as I was before. So, yeah, I feel that when you go to the place to work, your mind kind of says, okay, this is the place. Like, yeah. when you go to the library, this, I'm here is to work and your mind kind of clicks like it knows. <laughs> yes. But that's also why I kind of stopped joining in because I thought, okay, it's really nice. But on one hand, I also feel a bit like, oh, we are all home on, like online, but we're not really seeing each other. No, Because you're just with your computer writing. Yeah. You can't, unless you have two computers, one to see the people and you know, to <laughs> Yeah, to Right. I mean, it makes no... Um...
1: No, so you really miss out on that feeling of being together and working. And I think that just after the, the first time, I already noticed it I was like, oh, this didn't really give me that same feeling. And the second time I had maybe two people who wanted to join. So I just like, I, was, I canceled it because it was just too much. It was also just sick of looking at screens and done with being behind your computer and more people had that same feeling. So we just really stopped that one for a while. And I really, I'm gonna start it back up again when it's possible to do it actually yeah. in person.
0: Cause we are saying next year, but yeah, where I don't... we don't, when we don't
1: know for sure. No, so I'm really, ho- I really hope it's gonna be next year. But uh, we have to wait and see, yeah.
0: And with the the book club, was yeah, that was
1: easier. Fun. We noticed that the especially um, because it was always so loud at Capsa Maria, it was really nice, <laughs> to nice to have an easier time to hear everybody. Uh, the the connection problems are always there with online meetings, but that was pretty doable. So it's 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 definitely a lot easier for the book club. I think you still miss out on some of the. Um, easier talking that you do when you're in person but it's definitely a lot more doable yeah
0: i mean i've been yeah joining when i can and it's been it's been fun and in some ways i think especially in the beginning of the, the lockdown in yeah. march and april it was so cool to just be able to be with a group <laughs> of people again if, and i'm saying this like from a place of someone who really enjoys being home and doesn't really miss too much being with other people. But it was just so nice to be to feel like you're part of something. Because yes. when you are in the club you do feel like you're part of something something and still be able to do it. That was like, Wow, I'm part of something again. We didn't start. And I, <laughs> yeah. I mean it was really nice to um to do that. So I'm really glad that you're continuing to do it online. And what are you busy with at the moment? Are you writing something besides the book club? I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm just I'm I've uh, been working on short stories and trying to get some of those published. So that's always uh, scary. <laughs> uh, so that's been what I've been working on most, and I want to get back into editing my novel again. So mostly short stories at the moment. Yeah.
0: Anything you can. Tell
1: us about that. Uh, well, I'm really
0: excited. already talked a little bit about it. Yeah,
1: I no, I can tell you. I've been yeah. re- working on this short story that I recently sent to a magazine, and um, they sent it off to a second round of, um, of e- editing. So it's like, they, they, it's all difficult with magazines, but you have like a, a slush pal, and then it's leased on to a second round where someone else still looks at it. So I was very excited about that happening for me. <laughs> uh, and it's a story about, um, uh, it's, it's kind of like a Invisible Cities from Italo Covino. It's, he, he creates weird, strange worlds um, where he just describes worlds that exist in different places, weird places. It's a really interesting world-building exercise. Uh, so, I did something similar with that, but then about climbing because I like climbing. Oh, I, I, I climb, so that is a combination of fantasy and climbing that it's I, like I got your, through there.
0: Your hobby is like what you usually do, like, uh, um, do you want to talk more about that? I, yeah, like, of, of course. Not? <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, no, I
1: I, I I do bouldering, so not actually climbing. Bouldering is uh, climbing on a wall that's five feet five meters high yep. uh, so you don't have ropes but you do have thick mats that you you can uh, fall, kind of fall on onto. yeah I'm, I'm really i'm not good at it still i've been doing it for a long time i'm still pretty bad at it but i really like it and at it feels with, really at good the
0: climbing or at the falling
1: at the climbing and the falling <laughs> and both of it it's still it's still a hassle so the story is a little bit about how uh Climbing is, is a struggle, but it's really nice as well.
0: And yeah. do you do you also have like those techniques that you learn how to fall well?
1: Yeah, you really have to. I uh, I, I tore the ligaments. I think is the right word in my ankle once after falling. Uh, this has been two years ago. So after that, I uh, I did a lot of fall practicing. Yeah,
0: just to learn how to fall. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't
1: uh, don't get uh, injured again. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and do you what got you into that?
1: Uh, friends of mine, they climbed already. So they were like, come on, you gotta join us. And I was really not one for sport at all. I never, did, or I used to do a lot of sport when I was younger than nothing for a long time. And we joined and I hated it the first time. I really hated it. I'm afraid of heights. It was the worst thing. Oh <laughs> it was terrible. What? But I stuck with it. And, and now I've been doing it for three years almost. So that's really well, good.
0: Someone who's scared of heights. and It's really up. good
1: to get, uh, get over it. I'm still really afraid of, like, if you climb on the really high walls, they're 12 feet. No, 12 meters. I always say feet, but it's meters. <laughs> um, it's terrifying. Still with no rope. No, those you do with ropes. Oh, Yeah, Yeah. yeah. luckily you do with ropes, because otherwise you'll die, because there's no mats. Then you
0: die. Yeah. You do with a mats, I mean... No, there's no reason. No,
1: so you're stuck on a rope, but that's still... I'm really terrified of that still.
0: It's curious, because I don't know if you ever tried um, virtual reality. No. There is a game that we have virtual reality set, um, and uh, there is a game that's climbing. And it's really cool, because at first, before I tried it, I never realized how how real it can be, because yes. I saw people screaming with the goggles, Yeah, like, why are they screaming? They know it's not real. And then I the goggles like, oh my god. And there's a climbing game that is super cool and it, you actually feel like um, strained at the end of the, um, the, the the levels because you're holding on so tight to what you're seeing with the That It's the such face. a cool game. You can try it out. Maybe. Oh, cool. Nice. So, yeah, I had no idea that uh, I did that. So it was a, yeah. a good addition. <laughs> and now I need to ask you, uh, and this is the question that is going to be, um, like, the question, the last... Not the last question per se, but the question that I want to ask everyone. Do you have a favorite book um, and or a book that you would recommend right now and why? Like, if you have both, if you have, like, one favorite book like, or a book that you like or would recommend more to people Mm -hmm. that you've read many years ago Uh, I would still like you to to say which one it is but I also would like you to recommend a book that is more that you read more recently even if it's not a new book or a very recent book
1: I just I I can recommend you books forever so I'm gonna be (laughs) very very very, no um (laughs) my favorite book that I read this year is Piranesi from Susanna Clark. It's just, she, um, her previous novel was Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. It's a really big book on, um, English magic filled with footnotes. I love footnotes. Um, (laughs) but this one is is her first book in 14 years and it's amazing. She, um, creates this world filled with rooms, big hallways that are infinite. And there's one character who uh, lives there and he just wanders those halls and she just describes them in, in perfect detail. It's it's I always describe it as House of Leaves, which is a really scary horror novel about um, that also Infinite Hallways, but then really nice. It's like is the it, nice cousin of House of Leaves. It,
0: that remi- I don't know why, but it's reminding me a bit of The Starless Sea from Aaron Morgenstern. It's, the it's, it's very
1: similar in writing styles. They are very similar authors, so definitely if you like that one, you'll like this one.
0: Okay. And that was like the, the most recent.
1: Yeah, that one anything? was really... I read that one, I think, a couple of months ago. It mm-hmm. came out earlier last... Year or earlier this year. No, September it came out. Yeah, so it was really recent. So definitely one of my favorite novels already and I loved it. Wow. Yeah.
0: And the 10th uh, of January, have you read that? Yeah, also loved it. Remind right? Yeah, also great. I haven't yet. Oh, but, uh... it's great
1: as well. Her writing is really, really good as well. Yeah, great.
0: And do you have like a favorite? Or... An all-time
1: favorite yeah. is, I think, uh, when we were talking about Erin Morgenstern, I think The Night Circus is one of my all time favorite novels. I it's love just, that book. yeah, it's just her writing is, is magical. I love it.
0: I wouldn't say it's like my favorite, but it's definitely, I have like a top five that everybody's always like, you have a top five? Can you, <laughs> can you actually choose five? But, and that one is definitely on, uh, on yeah. my top five books as yeah. well. Yeah, but I think even it's great. Though, um, the Starless Sea, I liked the whole environment and the whole—I don't know—the mood that the starless sea yeah. puts in your head. But then I was a bit frustrated with uh, the story because yeah. I couldn't. I think I need to re- to reread it, which is you know I haven't yet because I have so many other things that I <laughs> want to get to. But I think um, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing this favor to the book by not rereading it because I think there's a lot I didn't understand and that I missed. Yeah. Uh, And that's why I was a bit disappointed. Uh, It's not fair also to compare or to wait something, to expect something like The Night Circus. I know. But on the other hand, I was like, there's so much that I didn't, I didn't get an end to and that I didn't really understand. I got so confused. (laughs) Did you feel that at all? Or did Uh, you really really
1: like it? I really liked it, but I I get what you're saying and I I read some other reviews about it where people had the same thing. Um, I read it pretty slowly, so that helped. I really took my time with reading it. But it is really, it's a story about stories. And she really slowly unfolds story within story. Um, So you really have to pay attention to it. Uh, And I think that if you are really expecting the night circus, that just flows. Like you really don't have to pay attention to... there there's not like a puzzle and, and the Starless Sea was really more of a puzzle to figure out. So I, I really like that actually, but I'm also thinking of rereading it because I'm still not sure I got everything. Yeah. So I definitely wanna 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 read it again. And I think that is actually really nice with, the, with her books in general, but this one specifically that I they will be great to reread again because and again. It's
0: so beautiful, like the whole description, everything that yes. she includes in the book. And I every time I think about that book, because I, I have a tendency to attribute seasons to the book and for me that is winter and i think it's because of the bar scene
1: but oh, the yes. whole
0: book has that coziness feeling yeah of just like being happy because you're with friends going out on a bar in a cold winter night just stayed with me throughout the whole book and i can't just get rid of it it's there yes but on the other hand it's like i didn't if people ask me Tell me the story. I was like, I don't know.
1: Oh, I can't tell you. No, yeah, I no. I, there's many stories I can tell you about all the st- small stories, but I can't tell you the one big story yet. No.
0: It's just, so, it was, so it was very confusing. And I think that's why I got a bit... Um, I wouldn't really even call it disappointment. It wasn't really disappointment. But I really got like, oh, I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I that stupid? No, no. I know no, no, it's no. not, because this happens with a lot of books. But I'm um, like, I feel so... So, I feel so bad. I guess, no, I guess it's I guess
1: definitely have... one that you really need to read a little bit more slowly and probably twice. I am gonna. I read just the, the paper book and I'm going to do the audio book again next year, I oh, think. Yeah. I often do them both and that really gives you different... Um, yeah. Different experiences again, so I feel nice. you would
0: write also the story better if you then listen to it. I have it the same, yeah. I had that with the Graveyard book, which I also love by Neil Gaiman, oh, okay. but then I listened to a recording of him on YouTube, uh, li- uh, reading the Graveyard book, yeah. and there were things that like, now I remember, not from the book, but from the audiobook, book. Yeah. I'm terrible at <laughs> Um, and now is really the last question which is um, where can people find the book club online shut up and write all the things you organize but also any social media platforms that you'd like to share with uh, those who are listening
1: yes we have a website which is just called www.borthandestbookclub.com which is very simple (laughs) Uh, luckily the name sticks so people will know how to find it and we are also under the same name on Instagram on Twitter and on Facebook uh, and for our events also on Meetup, which is if you don't want to use Facebook, which I get, we have Meetup and you can just find us there as well.
0: Yeah. And any anything you want to share, like about your work, for example, is there any space where when the stories come out and magazines and attached
1: Nothing yet. So as soon as I know, I will let you know. And firstly, nothing is published yet, so that's still a struggle. But uh, if anything will ever get published, I will let you know.
0: That's cool. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time and yeah. uh, for um coming to the to the podcast and i'll see you on the next book club meeting i hope thank you for having me i'll see you then thank you you can access today's show's notes via my pod page which you can find along with all of my social media links at linktree slash karina Pereira. i have also created a linktree for the podcast specifically which you can find on linktree slash a story of sorts in there, you will also find a link for a special offer for LibreFM. By using the code Sorts" at checkout, you'll get two books for the price of one when you start a monthly membership. This offer is valid for new LibreFM members in the US and Canada. LibreFM is an audiobook platform which allows you to buy audiobooks directly from an indie bookstore. Check them out. If you have enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review and to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For regular updates on what I'm reading, follow my Instagram page at A Story of Sorts. I'll be back sometime next week with a bonus episode where I talk about the books I've read in January, and the next interview will be on the 16th of February with Martinique Memes about her debut book, Through the Colors of a Butterfly. I'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening.